What is going on, guys? It is you guys, the Bay Kings, here with another one for the ages. Say what's up to the homie Malik. He's back in the group. Say what's up. So, yeah, this is going to be a good one here. Um, So, WWE finishers. So, now, I said, in my opinion, we're going to do the best finishers. So, with saying that, with saying that, it's going to be hard to actually pinpoint that. So, how do you want to break this down even further? Because, like, I feel like this topic can go on differently. So, do you want to do, like, the old school era, the attitude era? Like, what do you want to do? It don't matter. Like, there's so many, like, classifications. Like, when it comes to finishers, bro, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to really tell you what the best finisher is. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, there's so many iconic ones that it was yeah, like I thought about it before I called in, but it's, it's kind of hard for me to like pinpoint one, bro. Yeah, it, it is kind of um, uh, hard to figure out or you know break down because each one has its own impact. That's why obviously they're called finishers and everything like that. But I want to. I want to dive into a very, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way, a very, very iconic finisher, the stunner. And it's been replicated, used, like reworked in so many different ways. Now, the reason why I want to start off with the stunner because Stone Cold Steve Austin was just a different type of person when it came to his finisher. Because he literally didn't give a damn. Right. Anybody could catch it. Exactly. You can catch it. Catch it here, there, anywhere. It's like that damn Dr. Seuss book. You can catch that stunner on the mountain. You can catch that stunner in the valley. It doesn't matter. If you if he was coming for you, you're gonna catch it one way or another. Right. So that's one of the, like one of the most to me, one of the most iconic ones because it caused so much controversy because like no one really stunned their boss besides Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like after him, that's when everyone wanted to like put hands on Vince and whatnot. So he really started up the whole I'ma hit my boss with a finisher era. That's what I want to call it. Right, right. That's pretty that's pretty but, much where I'm at too, bro. Like I, I see like I see it, I see it as pretty much the most iconic finisher. Like, you know, yeah, because it's yeah, because it's the most even people who don't watch wrestling know the no Stone Cold and know his signature move. Like right. it's that icon. Right. Now, no, go ahead, bro. Yeah, like so, like after the stunner, then after the stunner, I think you probably got like I probably say choke slam. <coughs> Yeah, it's, the choke slam is such a, a oldie but goodie, and there's only so many ways to switch it up. Yeah, it's like reverse. Well, I wouldn't say reverse choke slam. It's like when they grab him by the back of the neck and then slam him face first. Right, right. But a choke slam is something almost anyone can do. Right. 
and pull it off flawlessly almost. Right, right. It's it's not only for big men, it's for the cruiserweights, you know, the regular heavyweights and the super heavyweights. It's it's literally for everybody. Right, right. So yeah, I would I would do yeah, you're right. So I would do the stunner to stunner, then the choke slam and its variations. Right. Um Next, I, I would honestly next just to be disrespectful on the list. I'll put a super kick because super kicks, no matter what variation they are, are just so disrespectful. Now, I will say to me, it lost its edge when they had that uh, promo with DX when uh, Shawn Michaels was going down the hallway and he kicked like three, four people back to back. It, it kind of lost a little bit of love for me because I'm like, that was obviously a setup. But it's still devastating as hell. Right. Because what was the match? Um, Shawn Michaels versus, versus Shelton Benjamin. I can't remember what match it was, but when Shelton Benjamin jumped off the top rope, to like jump across the ring to come at Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels hit him with sweet chin music. I thought Shelton Benjamin was done. I thought his career was, I thought he broke his neck. Like it's, yeah, it's, oof. And everybody uses the super, like literally almost every new wrestler utilizes the, the super kick in their moveset. Another dude who's got a messy super kick would probably be Adam Cole. Because um, he, had, he had a match against Ricochet. And Ricochet was upside down, like in the air. He went on dove, dove off the ropes, um, tried to moonsault off the ropes, and he caught Ricochet midair while he was upside down. It was one of the nastiest super kicks I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yeah, that that was... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that super kick was... Oh, God, I remember watching that match. <laughs> it's just a work of art. The way they were going about. Right. Um, what would you say would be the next one for you? Um, shit, I'm on the Rock fan, so probably the People's Elbow, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying the Rock Bottom and the People's Elbow, both of them shit, pretty much iconic. Like, I would put them together. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even separate those, bro. Just, just because of who it was. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, yeah. Everybody was doing a people's elbow back in the day. Everybody was doing a rock bottom back in the you know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty it's almost yeah. it's almost up there with the stunner. Almost. Yeah, you're right. It's it's up there. It's up there. Cause a lot of people like even if you go back and watch like the the wrestling documentaries and when they're talking about the move sets and stuff, everyone was like, it's just an elbow. But it was the people's elbow. Right. And that's what made it like so iconic. Like he was in his element when it came to getting the crowd on his side, you know, throwing the armband in the uh, stands and stuff like that. And then not only that, the taunts when he would do the people's elbow, like each taunt was like specially made for each person. Like right. <laughs> that was a beautiful, perfect, beautiful part about it. Like when, uh, I think when he did one for Stone Cold Stunner, he like took his hand and act like he was drinking a beer before he dropped the elbow. I was like, yo, that, no one really thinks of doing something like that to an opponent 
even though they're already down, just to throw some more salt on the wound right before I hit you with a standard elbow. Right. right. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the rock bottom, my gosh. Like, I remember rock bottom and so many cousins growing up. It's not even funny. <laughs> I probably it's rock bottom my son when he was three years old, probably like a hundred million times, bro. <laughs> yeah, toughen up, pimp. We gotta get you to that level. Yeah. So, <laughs> definitely one of them. Um, Especially like when you talk about yeah. iconic finishers, bro. Like the shits that make them iconic to me is that that's what that, that's what make the super kick a little bit crazy is that everybody use it, but it's still like it's still so effective and it's still so adored. But most of the the best finisher moves are the ones that not all new wrestlers can do. You feel what I'm saying? Not all wrestlers. Yeah. Cause like um like the spear, not everyone can is able to do the spear. Right. I mean you can attempt, but it's literally like what three people in my book who can do the spear like officially? It was like Edge, Batista. Probably four. You got Edge, you got Batista, you got Goldberg. No, five. You got Edge, you got Batista, you got Goldberg, you got Rhino, and then you got Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Out of those five, I still say Goldberg still has, like, the most, in my eyes anyway, the most dominating, the most iconic, most devastating spear. Just because, like, he doesn't hit you and roll away from you. He and just hits you and just goes with you the entire way. Where some spears, they hit you and they just like let you bounce off of them and keep moving. Now Goldberg's like, I'm gonna run through you with no hesitation, no concern. And you're gonna get, you're gonna lay down and catch this one, two, what the fuck? <laughs> That's Sorry about that. <laughs> oh snap, my wife's cooking. Sorry. You are you good? Hold on. All right, babe. Make a house on. Uh. All right. What that? I forgot this thing is right beside the door, but um. Well, this is real time, folks. So this is the best it's gonna get. Um, <laughs> the next one, I was. But I don't agree what? that Goldberg got the best spirit. Though. I don't. You don't? I, no, I don't. Who who you think had the best spirit? Rhino had the best spirit of all time, nigga. I'm sorry. The boy <laughs> is the best spirit of all time. I don't give a shit what nobody tell me. Like, it's, and see, I would try to argue with you. But me following the like main roster and stuff, I don't really remember a whole lot of Rhino, to be honest with you. you better, I mean, I remember you better, like- You better go do your homework, bro. Because Goldberg, <coughs> Goldberg made the spear cool, but that boy Rhino, like I've seen Rhino put people through shit with that spirit, bro. <coughs> Dude, 
minute the picture picture the best hit stick on Madden uh-huh. that you could yeah. like if you want to talk about somebody like really going through somebody like you could like Goldberg's spear was cool but it, it's, it resembled more of a perfect tackle you know what I'm saying but as far okay. as far yeah. as far as ruthlessness and power and aggression was nothing like the spear bruh Bobby Lashley is a close second to that but bruh like Whoever listen to this, if you if you've never seen a rhino spear, you need to go do your research. It's not exactly the cleanest shit you will ever see, but picture clothesline from hell, Bradshaw, but just as a spear. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, go, rhino's old. Rhino's always had the spear on lock for me personally. Just me. So. Um... Bob, if this keeps up, we might have to just uh, order something. Okay, man. It's fine. It's all right. Good lord. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to remember my fourth. I can't remember my fourth now. All that didn't happen. But, um, who was your fourth? The one I had, when I said three. So who'd be your fourth? You sound well, I can't really hear you. You sound a little far away. Hold on. Can you hear me now? You sound robotic. Like you got an effect. Oh, wow. Give me I hear you now. Can you hear me now? I hear you perfectly now. Okay. So I was asking who is your fourth? Because uh, all that in the background happened, and I kind of lost where my where I had my placement was. But who was your four? You going to five? Yeah, we're just pretty much going to five. Um, damn, because I was, I was I thought I was on my fifth one. Um, let's see, probably the frog splash. Ooh, yeah. I think like Eddie Guerrero was one of my favorite wrestlers, and then, and then you had, and then you had Rob Van Dam come in. Rob Van Dam did not give a damn about his body when he did the Frog Splash. He just, he just let it fly, and then if he landed on you, he landed on your dick. That's literally how I felt when Rob Van Dam always hit somebody with the Frog Splash. It just, he was just. If I hit you with it, I hit you with it. You're going to feel this pain one way or another. So I'm going to just let it fly. Right. The Frog Splash is something, again, like another wrestling move not a lot of wrestlers can pull off. Like, you got to know exactly what to do to hit off a, a even a decent Frog Splash. But to hit a great Frog Splash, you really got to know how to, like, jump off the ropes timing everything because not everyone can hit it and then like there are some like I don't know how you say some indie wrestlers and whatnot I've seen some clips and stuff of people trying to hit frog splashes and it's just not as crisp yeah, it gotta, a frog as, like, splash gotta be clean bro like 
yeah. they gotta be clean. Like the new the new cats that could do frog splashes probably would be like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is the one that do a good frog splash and he working on the stunner right now. It's not as clean as I like it to be, but he's starting to work on it. But they frog they knew they their frog splashes is tight. I see everybody try to do it, but man, not a lot of people can do it, man. Hey, that shit yeah, that shit, people, gotta be perfect, you gotta be clean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not a lot of people get hit it. Like I think Leo Rush is a good one too. Yeah. For the cruiserweights. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He 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 actually hit a, a, a clean frog splash. Um this one is me just personally from from me just watching him hit people in the face with this is the WMD Big Show's knockout punch. Now, this is just just me, this is just me personally cuz uh I cannot remember the dude's name, but I remember his name started like Mark or something like that. It was one particular scene where they fired Big Show and Big Show hit him. And my man was horizontal before his feet lifted off the mat. And that right there said so much to me. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of this is like choreographed and, you know, played out and everything like that. But to hit someone with a face, when your hand is the size of like damn near a PlayStation Four, right, <laughs> right, and then just just haul off and hit somebody with no remorse, no concern, just know that my aim is to just knock you out in one punch. Right, right. Not a lot of I know if Mark Henry did it, it'd be like less. How would you say, like less. Less eventful, if you catch what I'm saying. Like it'd be man. less. Remember, Mark Henry is the world. He he won the world's strongest man competition. So I don't really. Oh no, I'm not saying like it wouldn't be like impactful. I'm just saying like it would be more like okay, you know, Mark Henry can do it. There's nothing special about it. Like this is one of those moves that's like only you only see Big Show do it. Now, I'm not saying Mark Henry can't do it. Oh, I know for a fact Mark Henry will kill somebody <laughs> if he hit somebody with that. I think I think but any I think any super heavyweight, like if you was super heavyweight like a Mark Henry or a Brock Lesnar, I think you can get away with that. Just because of appearance of how big you fucking are. You feel what I'm saying? Like like for instance, you got John Cena doing that shit now. That shit don't even look right. You get what I'm saying? No, I like, don't. You, you like a big guy. I could kind of see. I could kind of see you getting away with that shit because anytime WWE has a big man, they they resemble power. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, his strength is always on. Because like level. I could, yeah, cause I could see Braun Strowman doing that. Like just going out and just doing that right, now. Right. Like if he really wanted to, he could just go out and just one hit KO somebody and keep him right. Right. But um. Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna say my last one is just something close to my heart. The uh, Swan Time. That's all. That's that's me. Because <laughs> yeah. the Swan Time, there are still people doing interviews, like wrestling interviews and stuff like that. And they say when Jeff hits you with a Swan Time, it's just happening. He's like. That's another person who just throws caution to the wind and just slings their body 
and just does it for whatever he just does it for what he loves. Because it's, it's even I remember worse. Uh, Jeff's a light, heavy, Jeff's a heavyweight now, so it's worse when he do it now because that's that's two hundred and twenty pounds on your chest. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Like, and I grew up watching like when they first hit WWE, and it was that was one of my favorite tag team, Matt and Jeff Hardy. They will come in, twist the face, swan time, one, two, three, and it was over. Right. And I honestly feel like Matt was robbed a little bit because the swan time setup, because the uh, twist of fate setup wasn't as impactful or such, how would you say, a eye catcher than the swan time, but it grew to its own like level of fame. Right. Like, literally. Like you couldn't go anywhere without like someone doing that crazy ass Jeff Hardy dance right. coming down the ramp. I know I did it a couple times my damn self. So right, right. <laughs> yeah, the Hardy Boys will forever be my favorite tag team, bro. I damn near cried when they came back, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that WrestleMania, that, yeah, that'll probably that'll probably be my greatest WrestleMania. If I'm a, if I'm gonna keep it a full buck, that's probably my greatest WrestleMania moment when they came back. Because I've been looking like. Ever since they left, wrestling, wrestling hasn't been the same with me. Like, the Hardy Boys were always, 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 always my favorite, especially Jeff. That's why it always hurts to see Jeff get into so much fucking trouble because there's so much potential with him. Like, yeah. you got to respect that. Anybody that's willing to do anything to please the fans, bro, because that's Swanton Bomb. That shit is dangerous, bro. Bro, fuck up. He's going to land on his neck. And he's jumping off of like yeah. ladders doing it and all types of crazy. Like, I respect Jeff to like more than most wrestlers, man, because I know he literally lives that. He, he'll die that if he has to. Well, I've exactly. Jeff Hardy, bro. And, and Jeff always had that drive that he, no matter, he had that kind of like brave Mysterio drive that I like to call it. Like, no matter who he's facing, he's going to just go out there and give it his all. And if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But he gave it his all. That's that, that's that drive I always loved about Jeff Hardy. But that's Swanton, man. That's a different breed, man. Just throwing caution to the wind. just And he jumps off anything. Like, that was the one thing that, like, caught people's eye about Jeff. Like... He will climb to the top of the jumbotron and just jump off, right. <laughs> and, and not get <laughs> flying rats ass about what happened afterwards. But yeah, he he was a different breed when it comes to that. Right. So let's let's get your last one. I don't know. I was gonna go with the Tombstone Pile Driver, but the way people talking on Facebook, but my greatest fucking finisher of all time is the close line. Man, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there's no apologies, bro. Like, you got to have a level of aggression with you everywhere you go to just want to chop a motherfucker's head off for the club line like that. Is, <laughs> you can't. That shit is crazy, bro. <laughs> Full speed. You don't care who you are, bro. That clothesline from hell was the <laughs> nastiest shit I used to ever see in my life. Yo, they letting you do this move, bruh? And it's full power, bruh. It's like, 
there's no let up. Like you can tell there's no way to take that bump correctly. Especially nah. like especially like if he like he used to grab you by your arm and do it. But bruh, if bruh is running and bouncing off the ropes with it, oh hell no. Nah, bruh. That shit is different. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that it, it was completely. He was, and that's the crazy part because for the longest, if I remember correctly, for the longest, no one really kicked out of that thing for the longest. Nah, no, like, no, I don't. Think, you, I, I'm gonna keep it a full buck with you. I don't remember anybody kicking out of the clothesline for hell. I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it a bean with you. Like, I think I probably seen John Cena kick out of that shit, but that's John Cena. Like everybody else, he's hit with that shit. Oh no, nigga! Like, nah, that's night night. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, you're not kicking out of that, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, I probably only seen probably him, probably just John. I think it's John's the only, the only guy I've seen kick out of that. I think, and then I gotta do but that's John. That's that. John. I don't even believe John kicked out of that shit. Like, because like, <laughs> I remember. Um, it was one match that he was trying to go. Matter of fact, it was the match that he lost his title to Ray Mysterio. And he was going to hit Ray with that, but Ray flipped it and hit him with a 619. And I remember looking at that match. I was like, if he would have hit Ray with that, this would have been a completely I different think he story. Hit Ray with that a couple times in the one pretty each time he hit him with it. <laughs> if you like, if you weigh under two hundred and you catch that, or oh, you flipping automatically, bro. I know. <laughs> it, it's just it's funny man. When you catch little dudes with it though. That's when it's really, it really is. And it's crazy. From what is the name of the group he was in with Farouk? I know it was APA. Yeah, it was just. But what was the it other was just Farouk and Bradshaw? The acolytes. Uh. Yeah, there we go. Bruh, that... God, man, that's just devastating, man. Even when he, like, before he came back as an announcer, remember when all the old school wrestlers came out and hit Heath Slater with all their wrestling moves? He still got it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, I felt bad for Heath, because that night he caught hell from everybody. And I'm like... There's only like a few old school wrestlers. I'm like, all right, cool. I take the bump from you, no problem. Not but I'm not taking nah, not John Bradford, <laughs> Nothing. Cross your head, and he wild too. Like he be cursing people out on commentary and shit. He's actually like really like that. Like I'm not fucking with JBL, bro. On no level. Nah, man, not one bit. That's too much. Man, definitely take your whole that head man off here. Straight. And he never that's the thing, he never changed it either. From from his faction group to APA to when he was running bro. by himself, his bro, move has people. Why would you change that? <laughs> <laughs> there was that was the thing, like you know, normally when people branch off in their groups or whatever. They want to change their style, switch up this, switch up their move and stuff to bring their attention back. Nah, this man kept it a buck and was like, nah, bro, I'm ain't nothing changing. Oh, so ain't nothing really? changing at all. <laughs> hey, you didn't need to change that, bro. No way. Nah, bro. 
This man will hit everybody on the roster with this, except for no. I think he even hit China with it one time. Head off. Don't care. Don't care who you are. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. But um, I think that's gonna be it for this. Uh, this is gonna be a very short episode, but uh, it is what it is, guys. So I do apologize about everything that's happening in the background, but you know, life is unexpected. Um. Thank you guys for uh, listening. You can catch us on Google Play, Apple Play, all all the podcasts and everywhere and like that. Um, anything else you want to say, Malik, before we head up out of here? Stay safe and stay black. Listen, that's all I got to say. Love each other. Yeah. That's, that's it. He's... That's all I got to say, man. Right? Yeah. Love each other. I got you. Well, all right, guys, we're going to catch you next week or maybe a week after that. We think we're going to um, do every two weeks from here on out. A little bit of confusion with everything. But thank you guys for listening. Stay true, stay savage, people. And we are...